Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Communion or Cannibalism. I love the title of this message because it is so rich in describing a moment of time that Jesus was having. I hope this message brings it home for you. And yes, it may contain my own brand of humor just for kicks. You know, I could have titled it Wine and Dine on Jesus, but that may not have been as attractive as the zombie style title I chose. This is a three-part series in which this is part one. So if we are believers in practice, then we have taken communion and usually we refer to any one of the following scriptures when explaining the activity. Matthew 26, 26 through 29. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it and broke it. And he gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Mark 14, 22 through 25. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. Assuredly, I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. There is wine in heaven. We go to Luke 22, 15 through 20. Then he said to them, With fervent desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Now before we read the next event, that is the exact same scripture, or at least story, as told in the previous three scriptures, but I believe the intent and purpose was different. John 6, 53-58 Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. So we see Jesus sharing the same story that he shared with his apostles, with the crowd around, and with his disciples, which may include the 70 that he sent out earlier. Luke 10, 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Luke 10, 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Isn't it interesting that although each apostle wrote their own book in the Bible, and each is giving their own perspective and experience walking with Jesus, yet all of them agreed independently that mentioning this act was important. 
They all did, but John shares a point of the story as shared by Matthew, Mark, and Luke differently. So in our reading, we see that John's experience documented Jesus as discussing communion to the crowd and his disciples, and not in an upper room with his disciples and the murderer, a captive audience, so to speak. Jesus had the same discussion with his disciples that he was about to have with the crowd. However, whereas the other three accounts use food elements, that is, bread and wine, Jesus felt it was time to take his ministry to another level. He was compelled to define what those elements really signified, his flesh and blood. Flesh and blood, bread and wine. It is one and the same thing, mixing the natural to explain the supernatural. My thought here is that Jesus decided to use this language because of the crowd. And if I were to be more specific, because of some of those in the crowd. You see, it may have been possible that some of the Jews in the crowd were influencing some of the Jesus crowd. And it may have disheartened Jesus on the one hand because it looked like those unbelieving Jews were unraveling his ministry. On the other hand, you can imagine that this was also making Jesus a bit angry because he thought that the crowd that was following him for the show was a bit more invested in actually becoming disciples, the dead de-walking. Perhaps he had hoped that they wanted to become followers of his, in part because of who he was. So Jesus was calling them out. As I see, as I see it, he was thinking it was time to see who was really in and who was still just hanging around to see the Tricks and Magic show. So look at what was going on and his warning to us who get offended at such stories rather than ask for the revelation of what he had just stated. Matthew 7, 21, 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Matthew 25, 1, 12. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Nope, least there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Now if someone were to share those stories, why wouldn't you ask, what they meant. To know him is a theme in both of these stories. So the answered question is, can you be operating in the power of God on earth and still not get in? Yes, even Judas did, and so he helped others to ultimately kill God in the flesh. Matthew seven thirteen fourteen, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is a gate and broad is a way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is a gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. From the first time I crinkled the pages of my Bible open and stumbled across this scripture, I thought, what? Doesn't God desire that all men be saved? 1 Timothy 2, 1-4 Doesn't he love everybody? Malachi 1, 3 Romans 9, 13 Few is the operative word, 
and one that has me working out my salvation with fear and trembling to this very day. Philippians 2.12 So then I get Luke, and wow, you mean that there are those looking to get in? And they won't be able to. Luke 13.23-24 Then one said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter and not be able. Well, that's it for today. Should we loaf around anymore or get a bite to eat? I know, okay, okay. You know I can't help myself. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the work of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.